We're back. We're back with another episode of the Underrated. It's Wimbledon Finals Day. In real life? No, I just liked when they had like the radio people on the day. It was very nice. Let me tell you, IMDb had a ton of the goofs about them getting things wrong and where you could actually listen to which broadcast. And I was like, I feel like I'm a stickler, but no one cares. I was on the toilet before. So I was on IMDb and I was looking at the trivia and the goofs of this movie to see if there's anything I wanted to, to talk to you about. And yeah, some of them, I was like, all right, guys, calm down. They're like, the dad's in Brighton and he wouldn't get the broadcast from BBC 94.9 from that area. Or like the, the DJ only works on Mondays and it was established that it was a Sunday. And I was like, calm down, <laughs> whomever did this. Well, welcome everyone. Today we're talking about the 2004 movie Wimbledon starring Paul Bettany and Kirsten Dunst. Yes. And uh, do you want to give a quick overview, Jill? I posted the sure. trailer on Instagram, which has a lot of the info if needed. The movie is about the tennis tournament Wimbledon that occurs in London every year. And it stars Paul Bettany as a aging professional tennis player who hasn't been um, high up in the ranks in a long time. And he's retiring. And this is his last go around. And a young tennis star from America played by Kirsten Dunst. And they cross paths during the tournament and it changes their lives. Good job. Thank you. I know. It's funny that all the like trailers and stuff I watched was like this. She inspired him to win. Like it, they didn't really talk about the romance. It was just like he met this, the girl at the right time. The trailer, it doesn't like the music all, it shows is every so single scene. weird. It shows every single scene in the movie, but it doesn't. Although it shows them smoking it's exactly in bed different. and that's, they cut that out of the movie. And at the end, they and some of the dialogue in the trailer from Bettany and then right. like the two of them together isn't in the movie, obviously. But I feel like the trailer is not, it doesn't describe the movie accurately. No, and I mean, all the music is like really popular, like well-known songs and like upbeat. And I was like, I don't know, I thought it'd be more like chill and like romantic or whatever. Um, Jillian, do you remember the first time we saw this movie? Can't tell you. I have no idea. But it was 2004. Me and you saw it in the movie theater together. Maybe. I have no recollection. I'm pretty sure we did and I remember and I wrote this in my notes later on but like tennis matches are so long and you have to like win all these sets and I will yes. never understand the rules of tennis so I remember we saw in the movies I thought he had won at one point spoiler he wins in the end and I was like all happy and then it it was when the the ball went out of bounds and that whole thing happens I'm like this isn't over like him winning the game isn't over I didn't need the movie to be over but I was just like what like he didn't win yet like how does tennis work you know yeah, I'll never understand tennis scoring, but I think I would like to play tennis. I mean, I've been wanting to, um, and this movie made me more interested. Don't Baker in, and Eli do it? I don't know. We'll have to ask them. Yeah, Our um, parents are getting into pickleball, so. I know. I know we'll play. Um, something I wanted to ask you is, I feel like, so you, a new category for this episode, did we own this movie on DVD? The answer is yes. You. The answer is I own it. Yeah, like you loved it this much to go buy it? I think so. Or we just like had watched it a lot or wanted to watch it again. And in the year 2004 or five, that wasn't available to us. So we, I purchased it. Because I feel like in beginning years, you loved this movie. I loved it. But in later years recently, I've really loved it, watched it a lot. I definitely like it more than you, I would say. I think, yes, I was very high in it early. Um, I will mention her many times during this podcast, but our good friend, Caitlin, um, I texted her about it last night and she said, I do remember sophomore year of college. We watched this oh, okay. a lot. Did you introduce so, it to her? I don't think or so. Or was like, was Nana she, already a fan? 
she will answer driving out loud in her car when she listens to this. But and badly. I'm not sure. But um, she did mention that we were really into it early college years. So yeah, maybe that was my peak Wimbledon interest. Would you say this movie is in your top 10 movies you've seen the most? For me, I think it is probably. It it might be because I've seen it a whole lot. Yeah. And I felt like last night, like the first hour and 20 minutes went by so quick. And I like the movie does go very fast. It goes all of a sudden we're like almost, which is good. It's like a nice, you know, probably 90 minutes. Yeah. I feel like the last, the Wimbledon final is very long and much a part of the movie. And I was like, oh, But then there are some matches they dedicate like two seconds to, which I think is funny. No, I know. But the last match between him and Jake Hammond, Austin Nichol. Oh, we'll talk a lot um, about him later on. (laughs) uh, I feel like is a a big part of the movie and it, it, it cruises quickly to that. And then the gate, the final yeah, game is very right. Her in the airport. And, um, yes, yes. Is this in your top 10 favorite films of all time? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty good. I do enjoy it. I, but I don't know. Yeah. It's in my top five favorite films of all time. And, and I would wow. say three of my favorite five films are technically like sports movies, sports, and movies, almost sports yeah. romances. So maybe that's just like my genre. Um, I have to say, I love this movie. I watch it fairly often. Last night, I had it on while I was making soup and doing other things, which is upsetting. So usually I watch it on my TV. I have my notes out. You know, I'm not on my phone. I'm doing it for the pod. It's like I don't have a ton of things where I'm like, oh, I never noticed that before because I truly wasn't like, I was more listening to it, I guess, as I did things. Yeah, but you know it so well. Yeah, but I almost felt like last night because I was looking at it from this point of view, I noticed a lot of things and I was like, this movie's kind of bad and dumb and like, why did they make it? And I'm like- I, but I've Do you know why they made it? No. Money? So Kirsten Dunst did a podcast like this year or last year, and she talks oh, about how she was yeah. in a deal with Miramax, and she wanted to get out of the deal. She signed a three-picture deal, and I forget the first movie she did, so then she was supposed to do two more after that, and she said, I want to get out of this deal. I don't want to Marie Antoinette? anymore. Mm, I don't know if that was Miramax, maybe. But anyway, but Harvey Weinstein said, if you do this tennis movie, I'll let you out of the deal. And she said, yep, yeah, I'll do it. But I went, so like, do you think the people who made this, like, love tennis? They're obviously British. And in the trailer, it was like, the people that brought you Four Weddings and Funeral, Bridget Jones, sorry. But I looked at their IMDb's, it's, and yeah, I was like, like, the director hasn't who wrote really it. directed, yeah. like, they've directed other things, but not, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, also, I mean, it's all British people. I don't know. Yeah. I think this these are just the writers, which are um, a married couple. I think they're just, like, a romantic comedy, quick bit movie writers. I would say I still love this movie. I highly recommend it. I truly think it has something for everyone. Like it is a good overall movie. It's funny. There's sports, there's competition, there's romance, you know, there's, there's drama a little bit. Like, I do think it's like a a movie you could really watch with, with most people or anyone and you would find something you would enjoy. And, but I will say last night, I think I kind of was like, do I love this movie as much as I thought I do? And I think I do. I just think I wasn't in a great headspace. So I do recommend it. Obviously we recommend the film we discuss, but. By the end, you're just so heartwarmed and happy. I was like, if you don't cry at the end, like that's the best part. And like, just. That's the best part. Yeah. And he really expresses genuine emotion when he wins. Like I was thinking when they filmed that, like, how did they do that? Because he's crying and he like falls to the floor, which is what you would do if you won like that. You would fall to the floor. Reading on IMDb, it's like him going into the crowd to find his family. Like Andy Roddick did that in 2003. And like another um, tennis player whose name I don't remember did something similar. Like, oh, was the first one to go into the stands after, which I think was like in the late 80s. 
I was killing myself last night because I couldn't remember the recent British player who won Wimbledon and he had won it after like such a long drought. And I was like, oh my God, Caitlin, our dear friend is going to kill me for not knowing this. And I didn't want to Google it. And I was like thinking, thinking, thinking. And then I got it. It's Andy Murray. All those Andys. Yeah, I was really like stressed. I was like, why can't I think about this? And Did you watch so, the movie in your basement or in your living room? I watched it in my basement because uh, my husband was watching the Heat playoffs game up here. That's nice to watch it in your basement. You know, you it was watch very nice. I was thinking there. I should watch more things down <laughs> I was here. Thinking of it's... the last night, I was like, because she said Xbox. I think the, I was also wondering, I'm like, how is she going to watch a DVD? Because I have a DVD player that is Caitlin's from college, and it works. But uh, I, I know that I wanted you Xbox... to come over. We have to do that when you well, come next over. We will, yeah. Yeah, I just couldn't last. It was too short notice. I just got home from Market Basket. It was like eight thirty. Also, when I was a junior in college, summer going into senior year, I worked at a sports store in Newport, Rhode Island, which is where the Tennis Hall of Fame is. And it was I worked there the whole summer. And during Wimbledon, it was like a real big deal. And we just had the TV on all day. And like we had two locations, and one of the locations was right next to the Tennis Hall of Fame. And we didn't get a lot of people shopping there, but people would come in and sit in the chairs and watch Wimbledon with me all day. And they like. ESPN had like replays on. So I'd watch like games over and over again. And I knew who won, like when people come in to watch. That's so I was, I was like gonna very into tennis. That's ask you. Yeah. Like what is your connection, if any, to pro tennis? Cause I have zero. I don't watch tennis. I don't follow it. I don't know the rules. I played like one game at a day camp when I was like 12 with our neighbors. I was gonna say, we did like, yeah, we did like lessons. At, but like, I only went camp. like twice. I think I remember what a volley was. You come up to the net and you volley. Like all sports, like I tell you, I get really into it when it gets very competitive at the end. So yes, Wimbledon U.S. Open when like when I know. But that, can like, you the follow a match and be like, oh, they won this set. It's an ace. It's a love. Like, do you know any of that shit? I know how to score a point and when someone scores a point, but I don't know the right. points the system how it counts. Like they were doing thirty love, fifteen love. I was like, I don't understand anything. Did you know that Wimbledon is a town? Yes, and that's why it's called Wimbledon. Yes, I, I was know just that. confirming because I'm like, it's in London. It's, you know, it's not called London. It's called Wimbledon, the tournament. Right. Yes. So I Googled yes. it. Because <laughs> it's right in an area called Wimbledon. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is true, but I saw on IMDb that allegedly they wanted to cast Hugh Grant in the Paul Bettany role. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe too, it. And too, I don't believe and Reese it. Reese Witherspoon as Dunst. I don't believe this because of that podcast I listened to with Dunst who said- yeah. Yeah. Your Max said she could do this. And once she said, okay, I'm going to do this movie, she was like, I want to be involved like on the producer level side. And she got to pick out of a few people who she would star opposite, which is really yeah. more of a male leading role than a female leading role. So it's In funny this that movie, she- yeah. Maybe yeah, it wasn't. Was Maybe that's how it edited. You know, that was yeah. the story they decided in the end, because I'm sure they had to. Cut so I don't off. know if Hugh Grant was among the men like that she could pick from. I don't think so. But they said she picked Paul Bettany. And yeah. I imagine- Hugh Grant, it would have been someone on a lesser star level, which would have been Paul Bettany at the time with her. Yeah. Like I, she wouldn't want a huge star opposite her. In the movie, Paul Bettany says he's 31 and he's retiring from tennis. Like that's old. He doesn't Did you did you look it up? Yeah. He was he was 32, 33 when they filmed. So he was 33 and she was 22. He was 11 years older. So that's kind of gross. I always think it's kind of gross. And I'm like, but he's not old enough to, like to be her dad gross. And, I, and is she supposed to be like 25 in the movie? Do they say? They don't say how well, but I think she's supposed to be like the young ingenue on the scene. Yeah. Also, Paul Bettany, love you. You look older than 31. And even 33, I'm like, he looks kind of old for 33. And you know what I was happy about? 
in the finals at Wimbledon, he looks very pasty and white. And I'm like, as a real wearing player, a sunscreen. He would- he would be wearing a lot of sunscreen. And yeah, I no visor that. though or anything, but will probably be bad for filming if you are a visor. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had to comment on the ages, obviously, and be like, oh, it's a little weird. They're like, yes, I looked it up part. and I was like, yeah, they're 11 years apart. That's a little odd, but whatever. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to bring up because I was curious, like how, you know, Wimbledon, the tournament professional tennis, like feels about this movie. Cause I feel like it's, it's, although there's been a, f- a few tennis movies, I don't know if they would let them like, use the name and all the stuff but it, i read on right. mdb who knows if this is true scenes for the film were filmed during the wimbledon tournament 2003 the actor the actors would walk out too. on court at the beginning or end of a match as though they were really competing the officials and spectators were actually tennis officials and spectators hence why some of them were really bad actors it is the only time in the history of the tournament that this has been allowed but now there's been like that i don't think it's at wimbledon but the battle of the sexes movie with like steve carell and emma stone like i wonder yeah you know but i do believe that about the movie that they would never let people before but they let them do it for this i wonder movie. why well i bet because the writers are british the director is british i bet it was a very, yeah, british, very story. british and it's very you know it it paints wimbledon as but like the a tv's great in the airport were on nbc and people on to be were upset with that because you wouldn't get nbc in, in uk yes you would yes no, you would people were so mad about everything the british airways terminal has every channel i'm sure you couldn't Watch. That's what I was going to say. But they say like when they're in the hotel and they have the TV on and stuff, but like whatever. Um, and my last question about like the background of this before we actually get into our categories is, um, is this your favorite Paul Bettany performance of what you've Ooh. seen? Because I only really know him. I mean, I love him. I'm, although he's friends with Johnny Depp in real life. So now I'm like, Ugh. I was going to say like, we love Paul Bettany and he seems like an overall great and guy. And we love Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. yeah. So like the only knock about him is that he's friends with Johnny Depp and like was used in that trial. So we don't. And like, he looked kind of weird when he went to the trial. Like he's. But I only really know him in this and A Knight's Tale. Obviously he's. Oh, we uh, love him in A Knight's Tale. He, obviously he's Vision and in all the Marvel stuff, which I know you've seen some of with the the WandaVision show and your husband and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's good, but he's just kind of like, he's basically playing a robot. Like, so. But like, is he the same in everything he's in or do you think he has range? I think he has range. Yeah. Also, I did see if it was on IMDb, I didn't, can't verify this, but it said that um, Paul Bettany got his Marvel role, which he was another, like a robot voice character in Iron Man before he was Vision from John Favreau, who's in this movie because John Favreau directed Iron Man because he remembered working with Paul Bettany Wimbledon and was like, oh, he would be good for this. Which it's so random, like he's in this movie in this part, but that he was, was like acting question. more like, at the time. Yeah, like, yeah, why, like, why like what would was the paycheck? John Favreau why are you doing this, Favreau? Also, we'll just get into it now. If Okay, so the, John Favreau plays his agent who kind of left him yes. in the dirt once he started performing poorly. Then he's doing well at Wimbledon, so he comes and knocks on his door and is like, I want to be your agent again. And agrees to do like 4% instead of 10%. Why would he do this? This guy's still retiring. He's only going to be, quote, hot for like a day. Like, is it really that much of a money grab? I think they just like needed yeah. another random story point. Like, I think it's another random story point. But I do think it would happen. He would have people knocking down his door because he, you the popularity. So? Oh, yeah. If they could capitalize on two weeks of just I guess. that. They, That's the thing. It just seems so short for me and a lower percentage for him, obviously, versus if he was just like staying with his current clientele. Yeah. And then what do you think of the Dunst performance in this movie? I would say not her best. Not her uh, best. And she's she's just on autopilot for it, but it's never yeah. bad. Is there ever a bad Dunst performance? No, she's just great. And no, even, But I don't know. It does seem feel like a little sometimes phoning it in or she's like being herself versus the character. I don't know. 
I've think just seen her very... perform so much more, I guess, and other yeah. things. I, I wrote that she is such a great actress. And do you know the scene where she bites her hand um, in the shower? And I hate that when he walks after into her she, room. After she loses in the semifinals and he goes back to her flat and she is making a smoothie and she yep. tries to put the blender cup back in the blender, but it's not working. So yeah. she just moves all the plates around on the counter and puts it down. That's like a great actress because people will be like so flustered, like, oh, it's not going back in. Right. She probably just like, decided in the moment, like, all right, I'm going with this. And, and you would right. be frustrated and probably wouldn't be able to get that in if you were mad like that. And you were trying to yeah, like make the point. She still keeps with her lines and the emotion while she's trying to get that blender yeah, thing true. back in. She's great. All right, let's get into, we started some of them, questions, observations about yeah. the film. So you go ahead. If you want to start. Um, if not, I can. Um, question, is this about, I still don't get just notice, want to highlight? Um, no, this is before where it's just questions, observations, but we can do both. They're kind of all the same. I think my uh, agenda is not the same as yours. I think I might have pulled an old one. So Sorry, that's okay. So you go, you start. Do we think Dunn's character, Lizzie Bradbury, ever hooked up with Jake Hammond? Because, you yeah. know, he says he tried to call her a bunch. And then at the end, he says to Paul Bettany, like, I warned you about her. And he's like, what's the deal? Has he been leaving you messages? And, you know, uh, Peter's friend, the the female tennis player who's sitting with her wife says like, oh, you know, Jake Hammond's looking for her. Like, do you think they hooked up once? And even yes. the dad, when he's like, I think that's Bettany the down And he's like, oh, she likes to have her fun on tour. Yeah, I think that's what they're applying. Oh, gross. But maybe just once, you think? She hit yeah, it and I quit bet it. she hooked up once and then she never called him back. So that's why he's like, and I guess similarly, I've you like, times. do you think she had a crush on Peter? Because she said she was looking for him and like she knew who he was, even though she pretended she wouldn't after that match. Um, so this is my thing. So he <gasps> oh, walks in. I just in thought of her... another observation that I wanted to tell you about, but I forgot to write it down. Okay, go ahead. He walks in on her hotel room because he has but, the wrong hotel key and she's in the shower and she's so cool that she doesn't react. First of and all, it's like standing naked. She's standing naked in the shower and she could see him and her door is open. But even when she comes like out the of the bathroom shower. Door. That's what I'm saying. She is so cool. Like she's not reacting. She's like, you need something. Where even the dad? if she like sort of knew who this man was because she does say she knew him from tennis. You would like freak the F out. Like get out. I'm I'd naked. be like, get, get out of my room. fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah, but she's like so cool. Like, hey, and this is in my like, it's just the movie thing. If a hotel that was hosting professional athletes gave the wrong key, like say Serena Williams was in her room in the shower and someone, another tennis player walked in oh, and yes. saw her shower, that hotel would be sued. Like there would be such a liable thing. Like that would never happen. Like, yeah, I mean, it's the meat. Well, first of all, it would never movie. happen because none of the big people are going to be staying in hotels. Like you think they're so? staying in homes they own or like homes given to them by the Sloshinger. Is that where the... Serena stays? I bet Serena has a house in New York when she comes here to play the U.S. Open. No, I mean in England, though. I bet Serena has a place that she stays in. Yeah, but that would just never happen. Like, and if it did happen, it yeah. would be a big fucking deal. If someone walked into my hotel room because the hotel gave them the wrong key and I was naked. Yeah, like, no, shut that shit down. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, did I skip you or what was your observation? No, keep going. Cause I have, I don't think All I right. got this question. I said, did they film this at real Wimbledon with permission? We kind of covered that. He says in the beginning, he's 31 and this is his 13th Wimbledon. So do we think he's been going every year since he's 18? If not every year, like every other. Yeah. Cause you, but then but he'd you have to start at like 16. 
you I was gonna say you start professional tennis like before you're 18 like you start okay young. that's what I don't know about it yeah Okay. Um, I could do an observation. The audio is terrible in this movie. They do so much ADR and you can pick it up. Like okay. it's it's there not is some well dunced ADR that you're like, oh, there her mouth is not saying what that is being said. Yeah. Oh, the volume is like different than Paul Bettany's volume. You're like, Interesting. Mm, they didn't usually yeah. stuff like that annoys me and I didn't really notice it. Um Dietrich Kroll, like, Paul Bettany's best friend, practice partner, played by Jamie Lannister, Nikolai Walder yes. Gesto or Kesto. When do you think he finds out about Lizzie? Because at first, like, he doesn't really know. And he just says, like, oh, the waving hand in the taxi, you know. But then he does know about her. Because then in a later scene, he's like, well, she can't blame you for losing. You didn't see her. Well, everyone knows about it because they Because of Carl. Do you think that's how he knows? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, Because it doesn't seem or it doesn't, like, we don't see that Peter, like, explicitly tells him, like, I'm hooking up with Lizzie Bribery. Right. I I kind of he knew that when he was calling her and then the dad answers and he's like damn and and okay so Peter's uh, like damn yeah he stopped why to look would at her dad window. be why would her dad be in her suite he wouldn't he wasn't staying in that suite they were staying you in different rooms that. why would yes i it's do know suite. that because he was maybe he was, was out taking for a, a shower with the door open his her dad was not maybe staying he was in that out suite. maybe he's like i'm going to get dinner with a buddy he wouldn't he wouldn't he wouldn't be staying in that suite no I think he, he needs would. her beauty. She needs her beauty sleep, and he knows it's that. Sweet, sweets usually have multiple rooms. I'd let Mike stay with me, and if he said I'm of going course. out for a while, I would maybe forget to close the door. But if you're Lizzie Bradbury, like, and you, you know, someone's picking up the check for those hotel rooms, you're getting two sweets. I guess. Um, my other, I have a lot of Dieter Pearl questions, but one thing I wanted to ask you is like. He sa- he stays after losing the tournament and says, "I'm going to practice with you, Paul Bettany, so you don't change yes. anything and you win." He doesn't have other stuff to do. Like, is there another tournament soon after Wimbledon? Or if you lose, do you think you stay and watch the rest of the matches? If you're a I think you could because you probably player. get a pass, like, to all the games because you, like, played. Um, yes, there probably is a tournament, but it doesn't start until Wimbledon ends. So you could like, go and leave to practice, but another tournament wouldn't start until the, that tournament ends because they would all go to the next tournament. Um, my thing that I never noticed and that I picked up on their best friends they've been on like the tennis tour together for years their names are Dieter and Peter oh <laughs> also they're getting like, like a sauna together and they move their places so their faces so close together and I'm like give me all the homoerotic subtext they're on the tour they're lonely they're on the tour they yeah, hook up they're besties you know what I never noticed before name wise and I was on IMDb today so James McAvoy in a in a tour de force very performance, early Yes. plays peter's brother peter colt his name is carl carl colt not a good name i know i always thought in I my never... lifetime that it was colin and they just called him call but then know. when i had uh, captions on today you never knew carl. that but, no and i don't think carl's a very british name i think it probably That's... is but carl colt does not sound good also i knew the mom's name was augusta because the dad says it. his name is edward which i didn't know i'm like did they ever say the, know dad's who the name? mom is right um, she's Professor Sprout from Harry Potter. And she's the mean lady in A Little Princess. She runs that, like, orphanage. I don't remember. Little Princess, oh. I was, like, three. I have, like, vague memories of it, but I don't, like, you know. I have to, she, she was, I was going to ask you if you knew where any of the she's parents so were from. so mean in that movie. Oh, my oh, God. I'll have to look up. Yeah. Um, okay, you, you get another one, because I said Carl Colt. Um... One thing I noticed is that um, 
Kirsten Dunst's headphones when she's in the car. You had those I when had you were little. Sleep. I always think that when I watch them. And she has like an early MP3 player, it looks like. Or it could just be like an know, AM FM radio. What it was. I, think I love those headphones. I always think that. Those, those were, were so headphones. trendy at the time. Yeah. Um, I already asked you, like, do we think the agent Ron would really come back for such a short period of time? Do you think Dunst is a convincing tennis player? Yes. And did you read on IMDb where it said that... Um, they were, you know, all, all their shots and then hitting it is real. But like when the ball goes away from them, it's not real, obviously. And they had yes. all professional, not big name tennis players playing against them in the um, scenes. And they were going to have Maria Sharapova play against her. But the director thought they looked too similar. So he didn't want to have like two blondes playing against each other. I did. And I so appreciated I think, that attention to detail. I think they were convincing. Do you? Eh, I think he was. I think she's like a little like, like with her grunts, she's a little too, you know. Maybe. And that's what tennis players do. I know the grunts. It's so funny. Um, Okay. Do you have another one? I know we're both eating right now. So we're kind of like being slow. Apologies. Okay. Um, I want to note that on my DVD, there was a trailer for the movie Friday Night Lights. Before, oh, starring uh, Garrett Hedlund. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Um, so the beginning song of this movie, you know it. Because uh, it used so to be the also- menu when you would go to sleep and it would play and I'd be like, Jolly, yes, shut yes. the TV off. <laughs> and it's also the beginning song in Prime, too. I which, think it's um, the Blue Crush also. It's it's called Ghost Writer by uh, a musician called RJ2D, which is a play on R2D2. And he's from Ohio, I think. Um, he hasn't really done much lately. I think he like self-publishes stuff, but... This song like was in like our two well my two favorite movies all in the same area. Also, can we talk about the other song that's in this movie? This year's love. I David so Grimm. I have a category. What's your favorite song on the soundtrack? And I was like, I'm not even going to write an answer because I know you are going to talk about this year's love, which was in Girl Next Door. Also, so that was my question. We I love that song. I don't know which movie was first. I hated in, it because it came free it on Windows Media Player. If you have Windows Media Player back in the day on like your your PC. And it would be like these random David Gray songs. What was the other one? It was that Babylon? one. Babylon? No, I like Babylon. It was like something of rain or like sides of gray. I don't know. But I remember it would used to come on all the time when I'd be like trying to illegally download Blink-182 videos. And I'm like, get out of here. But, but the movie Girl Next Door is from the same year, 2004. Which one do you think we heard it in first? I think I think in this. Because I think like when I heard it in Girl Next Door, I'm like, oh, Jill, it's that song you love. Yeah. Like, I think I knew it already. Oh my god! Oh, I love I, I love that album, David Gray. Maybe song. because of these movies. Yeah, this is love. But my favorite, I guess, I would say, just for the shout out, is that beginning song with no words that plays in the menu, just for the memory of like you falling asleep and me still being awake, and the menu going off in our room because the DVD. Menu also, you're playing. yelling at me. Turn the television off. You could have turned the television. I know. Off. I'm joking. I'm. I did turn it off. I'm just. I just can't help but always reiterate on this podcast how annoying it is to share a room with someone who needs noise to go to sleep and you're someone who can't have noise to go to sleep and it's the fucking worst and i'll and never our, forgive you growing up i never had like a phone or an ipod or an ipad to plug in so that would help me I know. Yeah, that would help you and now that helps my husband when i go yeah. sleep. and sometimes i can fall asleep if it's like youtube or it's ambient but like not like a full-ass movie yeah. um um so the bull boy, who I love in this movie, oh, Jonathan Timmons is his name. He gets hit in the face at the end and get, it's like a black, uh, excuse me, really fast ball. I'm sure that's happened in real life. Don't you I'm think? I'm sure it has. And, and I think he would have been more injured than they're letting yeah, he on. He might have the had movie. like a detached retina. Like, you know, yeah. 
he gets hit right in the face. I mean, it's fake. It's a movie, but like, ugh. I was like, I wrote, has a bull boy been hit in the face before? I'm sure. And John McEnroe comments that when he was a bull boy, it was wooden bat. So it wouldn't have been that hard. Oh, thanks, John McEnroe. Yeah. yeah. Who's also in another film we like that I might add to the list. Mr. Deeds. <laughs> Johnny McEnroe. <laughs> so I was thinking of the um, Never Have I Ever, the Mindy Kaling show on Netflix. He narrates it. Does he? Very, He's in a lot. Yeah. I get, like he probably is a full-fledged actor now. Yeah. I just watched a documentary on him. It was really interesting. Is he still a dick? I think I he's a think dick. So. I think he's just a very competitive person like Lizzie Brown. Yeah. I love when he's like, I think I'm he torching has... the stadium right now when they mess up the call. Because normally I would, but that just shows you about Peter. He like gets mad, but then he's like, there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm going to keep playing. Right. Do you have another observation? Um. So um, where he has his flat in the sea, it's beautiful. Right. I think it's Brighton. Yeah. So this and Top Chef are really itching, making me want to go to London again. And I really <laughs> have go. fun. So yeah. my question to you is, aside from your hatred of London, would you ever want to go to Wimbledon and watch the games? No, because I don't care about tennis and they're really long and I don't think I could sit still and pay attention. I mean, I guess you get beers and Niall Horns there sometimes. So like maybe I'd go for that. I'd go for the people watching, like the celebrity watching, but I wouldn't want to- Celeb sighting is like bar none great there. But then like go to the US Open in Manhattan. I mean, the slubs aren't too. as good, but like, if you care, but I, I don't care enough about tennis. If it was like the World but Cup. But not because it's like, like Wimbledon historic. You don't care? No, do not care at all. Okay. At the end of the movie, when Peter Colt wins, his agent, John Favreau, Ron, is on the phone and is like, call Leno, call Kimmel, da da da. Would the winner of Wimbledon, who's a wild card and British and not famous, really be on all those shows that week? I've seen them do it before if it's like Andy Roddick or someone we know, but like, I don't think so. Yes, and definitely with his story. But yes. he's British. Do so we what? Really you don't care? think it? Yes, Andy Murray's been on shows. I don't know. It just seems like he'll, Peter Colt was, wouldn't be big enough for that, in my opinion. Opinion. He, he just won Wimbledon, and he's hooking up with Lizzie Burberry. Okay. You go. <laughs> Unless you need me to go, because we're both chewing. Um, when the host tells Steph, cheers him on when he's walking out, that's like the cutest, sweetest moment. Of It'll the make movie. us so proud. And I don't even like tennis. Yes, it's very cute. But I'm like, do they do that with every player? Like, were they just standing there all morning? Well, he's a Brit. I know. And it's... that's a So, Paul Bettany's a Brit. Do you think he, like, loved yeah. this? Like, I wonder if he likes Wimbledon. Tennis. Yeah. I know. I mean, I'm sure it was cool. Like, yeah. to do the training and stuff. Like, he... he a train with like a retired player like that's probably cool yeah i'm sure so this is what that would be the best thing ever like if you, this is your like if you're blue you know, crush bosworth and they're like right I'm for this like yeah no yeah. it's the best i never noticed this before until because i didn't know who he was but when they're eating dunce says to him i saw you play tommy haas in australia tommy haas is husband to sarah foster and I didn't know who Sarah Foster the was daughter? in 2004. No, Aaron. But um, I was just like, oh, Tommy Haas, dad to Valentina and Josie, who I know now because of Instagram and the Foster sisters. So I just loved that. And I was like, oh, I never noticed that before because I didn't know who Tommy Haas was. And he is a tennis player. I think player. that's like when I first heard like the Fosterism, one of them was married to Tommy Haas. So I was like, I know who Tommy Haas is. Yeah, I never put, I guess I never really listened to the name she said. She just said like, I saw you play in Australia. And because I always get so annoyed. She says, I thought you were such a 
asshole. It should be N asshole because asshole starts with the letter A. So I'm always so distracted by that that I missed the Tommy Hoss. Oh, because of the ADR? Oh, no, no. She said, I thought you were such a asshole. It always drives me crazy because I'm like, it's N asshole dunced. Okay, you got more? I have a lot of nitpicks, so I don't know if you want to go there. I can just run through some of these quickly, and then I have like a longer question for you. Um, Oh, no. I sometimes like fish and chips, sometimes don't. But when he has them packaged up and brings them to the hotel room, it looks so good. And like, but they don't eat I them love right fish away. And chips. But I'm like, oh, I, I bet that's from like a really good, authentic London place. He knows, and it's really good. And I want it. I want it. I love um, fish and chips. I said this before, but it always annoys me. Like after the shower scene, when he walks out, she like makes his face and bites her hand. It just seems like kind of fake to me. Um. Is Dieter Prohl by? He says in the beginning that he's meeting an Irish lady, but then later Bettany says his one of his weaknesses is men in leather skirts. Is he just making a homophobic joke? Like I think he's just making a homophobic joke. I like to think he's by. Because then did you notice like when he's watching the matches and a woman walks by and Dieter does like a double take? Like, yeah, I think the, the joke is that he's like hooking up with a lot of ladies on tour. He's single. He's cute. Yeah. He's German. Yeah. You know, whatever. I never thought about or noticed before that you know the poor dog roaming around at night when Betty sneaks into her flat bring your dog inside i'm like i they're not like outdoor dogs that dog in England is... versus yes, like sure outdoor cats i bet that's a very well trained dog who like maybe there's a doggy door you know it knows where it could go and i just didn't know me that i was like come on let that dog in <laughs> um one well, thing the dog that... is the security I know. One thing I never really thought about before, I'm like, Peter might not be a very good player in that he never noticed or thought to notice about like tells in an opponent's serve. At the end, Dunst is like, his serve's a bundle of tells. Like, and it seems so novel to him, this idea. It's like, you didn't know that in the past. So like, or when she's like, oh, does he have a bad ankle, bad knee? Like, I don't know. He seems like, do your research. Well, that was my question. Like, even if he's that far down the rankings and he's been doing this for so long, would he not still have a coach with him? I had that too, or her. Neither of them had coaches. Like again, well, I, always, I think her dad is her coach. I guess, and I'm like, again, I always use Serena as an example because she's, you know, my into tennis. Like so many people, I'm like, does she have a coach? When she's there? he's just by himself with his practice partner and his agent. Like, no. I feel like you'd yeah. have a coach, right, or like a manager. I don't know. I would. I would think so. I just thought, yeah, like that was weird um i really don't like when they're in bed in his flat and they do like after your night of debauchery and he's like she's like i declare i surely did those those jokes aren't funny those accents aren't funny and that always annoys me okay all right my final question for you so in the fight in the kitchen with the smoothie when she can't get it in basically they're fighting because she said i need time away from you because her dad told her i need to focus and to focus on wimbledon came and saw her even though she asked him not to and they had sex and then he won the next day and she lost she thinks he just wants her to stay because she he needs to fuck her for the finals because that's like his good luck superstition now and he's like how could you ask me that it's because i love you basically and want you to stay who do you agree with in that argument do you think dunce is like you do just want to bone me for good luck a little bit and and because you fell in love with winning this week or do you think he's totally in the right and she's you know being ridiculous i think i think arguments are nuanced yes i think i would be annoyed as she when she says i just need a night away to focus because i have a match tomorrow but i don't think i would pull the 
oh, you're only with me because you think it's helping you win. But on him, I do think they're really falling in love and he knows this is his last tournament and he loves her. So he still wants to see her anyway. Oh, I love it. It's been like four days. But I think that he could have given her the consideration of just one night if she asked for it because he knows how important tennis is to her because he was also a tennis player. But she's but I think really convincing me this time in the argument. Like, you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of on her side. I was always on his side before, but now I'm like, I don't know. But the short timeline for falling in love, I don't think is a problem. Like their lives are so accelerated. They live like hotel to hotel. I know, like... but just the fact when she's in the room at the end, she's like, I love you. I'm like, you don't even know this man's middle name. Like, and you need you to, know to know that know to fall in love. I do. I need to know their star sign and their, their sun sign, their middle name. But they have to have been born in July. I have five letters in their name and end in end. Not five letters. That's different. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, okay, but those are all my main observations and things. So yeah, if you want to go to your nitpicks. Oh yeah, we can go to nitpicks. Although nitpicks is more like uh, it's a movie, which I have some of those tips. Right. Yes, yeah, same thing. You wrote it's a movie, aka nitpicks. But yeah, your order is just very different than mine, but that's fine. Okay. I mean, that's not the next thing on my list. It's just. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then let's wait, let's save that then. Um, the next thing I have is best cameo. Yes. Who do you want to know? Um, I think it would be Favro. Oh, okay. Like, I just can't believe he was in this movie. Like, why would we do this? But I'm happy to have him. And I oh, sorry, I gotta job. go. Joe Biden just texted me. Oh, R- Ryan, it's you? comma. It's Joe Biden. President and Joe Biden. That's I'm, I'm reading verbatim what the text says. I know because um, he wants to seem like your pal Joe. Sorry. So, why do you love Favreau? I wasn't. I just. I just think he Joe. did a really good job, and I was surprised to see him. I forgot that he was in this movie, and I don't know why he would have done this, but good, and it was great. He used to pop up. Remember, he is like uh, Will Ferrell's doctor and elf, or the you know Scott Con- John. Yeah, what's James Con's whatever. So I'm struggling because like I I think McAvoy's in it too much, but I do really enjoy him in this film. McAvoy's great in it. Yeah, I think uh, even though he's not the best actor in it, I love Dita Prol, Jamie Lannister, and like those characters are just so wildly different. It's so funny if you've watched Game of Thrones, be like, that's Jamie Lannister. Like you don't even recognize right. him almost, even though they, he looks the same, just because you're like, what we the knew fuck? him before you guys did. You Game of Thrones people, we I know. I remember watching like, two seasons of Game of Thrones, and I was like, oh, Dita Prol. Like I didn't even realize at first because again, he's so different um so but i think because i don't know if they qualify my favorite would either be the ball boy i've always loved him oh yeah he didn't really go on to do much um and you know i appreciated this time that was um the opponent who actually beats lizzie in the end i looked her up oh she couldn't do anything right she couldn't do anything right i know it's like she's such a bitch in a way but like a stone cold and even when they walk in Everyone's like cheer booing at jeering at Lin- Lizzie because she hooked up with Bettany. And the girl just gives her a look like, I don't have time for your media circus bullshit. Like, let's just play the game. And I just like appreciate that. Her name, the actress, is Rebecca Dandania. And her character's name is Ar- Arlia, Arli, Aurelia Rupasindhi. But I don't know. I-, I don't think she's an amazing actor. I just appreciate uh, her competitive nature, her presence. Yes. Okay, so moving on. Worst actor of the film. I think this is pretty obvious, and we'll both have the same answer, but I guess we'll see. I think it's Jake Hammond, Austin Jake Nichols. Jake Hammond, Austin Nichols, which we it's knew terrible. him from what? Holiday in the Sun. He is Mary-Kate's love interest. Griffin. Griffin. And, and then he's um, Gilmore Girls. Not one, Gilmore Girls. One Tree Hill. Apologies. One Tree Hill, yeah. So he's actually a better actor when he's in One Tree Hill. Still not, like, 
amazing, but definitely better than when he's in this movie. And he, but he's also in Glory Road, that movie um, starring um, Josh Lucas. Yes, as a basketball. Yeah. I, but I think in Winter Hill, at the time in real life, he was dating Sophia Bush and then was on the show. That's what, why did I always associated him with Sophia Bush, but I guess and that's why. And I what. think so. He was kind of just like playing himself. It was like date your girlfriend on the show and like be kind of a goofy guy. But he's so bad in this movie. He's so <laughs> like, bad. I can't even talk about it. A lot of ADR for him too. I guess second now, but then he kind of grows on me would be um, her dad, Lizzie's dad, but- no one's as bad Sam Neill. Also, they could have cast a million other people in that role. They said in IMDb it could have been Ian Summerholder. He would have been better than Austin Nichols in that role. But yeah, yeah, whatever. All right, moving on to the MVP of the film. Who is your MVP? I mean, I always want to say Kirsten Dunst, but I can't always say Kirsten Dunst. But for she's me, the undisputed MVP. Bettany. It's Bentley for me. I think he carries yeah. this movie. I think he has to be funny. He does. And charming and like guys like him, girls like Attractive. him. Attractive. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, think I think he's, he's great so it. good in this movie. And to me, it's like his movie. I love you, John So Always love so you. If I... Yeah. And also James McAvoy is just great for the music <laughs> presence. Yes. And yeah, it was like that now knowing who James McAvoy is, like he was the pervy brother from Wimbledon is yeah. like how we knew him, you know? <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. I don't really have a ton of good fuck Mary kills for you. So I instead of the characters, I thought I'd do the real life actors of Paul Bettany, James McAvoy, and Nikolai Caster Walter. Walter Caster, whatever his name is. That's Dieter Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would F him. Mm-hmm. I think Mary Bettany and Kill McAvoy. Yeah, but I don't want to kill McAvoy. Just don't want to marry him or F him. If I learn more about this Johnny Depp friendship, I might have to kill Paul Bettany. <laughs> What would your answer be? I guess the same. I'd, I'd fuck Nikolai. He just seems so sweet in this movie. I don't know in real life. Because Jamie, I do not want to fuck Jamie Lannister. But um, I guess kill McAvoy, Mary Bettany. Yeah, I love Paul Bettany. Mm-hmm. All right. What the, what are they from? So you tell me where someone is from. You already said his mom is in Little Princess. Were there any other of the parents or people in this movie that you were like, oh, right, you know what they're from? Do you know who her dad, where her dad is from? Lizzie's dad? Yeah. No. Jurassic Park. Oh, that's him! Yes. Oh my god, he's got he a looks fat head same. in this he, movie. He does, but he his really... his face just looks different. He just like, why didn't he ever blow up? You know, I think that was another movie where you thought like he'd be the the blowout star, and instead it's like Dern and uh, what's his face Goldblum. Yeah, I think he did like the remix with Pratt, which is stupid, but money. Yeah, well, they did something recently. Yeah, like it was not remakes or whatever the they are. Like yeah, like sequels, sequels whatever. All right, the Courtney Lyons so relatable category. I will say I don't think this movie's super relatable because it's like they're professional tennis players at Wimbledon. Um, but did you have anything for this? Um, yes, and it's like you're gonna be like, oh, cringe. No, because I it's think like I mom. have the same thing. Oh no, it's a mom. Oh, it's thing? like a okay. mom thing. Like when he gets hurt and his dad is watching him on TV, and his mom like comes up to the treehouse and like holds him because she's like concerned that he's hurt. That's like yeah. a real parent thing. Like, oh my god, yeah. my child is hurt. What's wrong? I know. And that that it's weird that he the dad says in the end, like you brought us back together. It's like I think a, that's so nice. A lot of pressure. Like the only thing my mom, your mom and I have in common now and want to fuck again is because of you and your success. Like I think that's weird. He didn't say the only thing, but that's what bonded them after a, a separation. Yeah. For me, it's like um 
a lot of the movie is Paul Bettany like in his head and his inner monologue when he's playing sports and like mm, psyching yes himself out. true I that's what I related to not but but even like now I play soccer once a week and I'm like all right I'm gonna be really good today and I'm always really bad and sometimes moving through the game I'm like how do people mentally like I guess if you, it's it's practice really it's like you know you just know when you're really good at it but some people have like off games and you wonder like you know what was going on that day for them or if it's just like sometimes you can't control it you just have like an off game if you're an athlete yeah but if you're in the NBA you should make every single free throw that you shoot and I don't want to fucking hear it you should make every free throw not you're every three pointer so much money yeah, yeah not, not every, every three, layup like, not every shot but from you the... should box out follow your shot and make every free throw you should do those three things I'll coach you all right, most said quote by us from this movie. I feel like there weren't a ton, even though we love this movie, but it's not like super I feel like quotable. Yeah, there's not really any. So the only things I put, and again, it's not really quotes that we say. This I say all the time, and it's from this movie, harsh but fair. McAvoy says yes, harsh but fair. Yeah, I say that uh, at work, I feel like all the time, we'll be like harsh but fair. Um, And then I just honorable mentions to Peter, Peter Colt, and then yes. room 1221, my 1221. But, yeah, but not, not Frito-Lay? No, because we don't ever say that. Okay. But no, we don't say anything. You do say harsh but fair, but we don't yeah. say really anything from this movie. I guess a good one, too, is like, um, can we get some of those cucumber sandwiches? What do you call them here? Cucumber sandwiches. Cucumber has got a name for everything. All right, Netflix yeah. category. Movies where they don't end up together. Do we think they stay together? They kind of give us a postscript of like, they got married, they moved to New York, they have two kids. She wins Wimbledon twice later on. He now coaches young kids. But do you think, I guess, long-term they stay together? I think so. I think he's like a nice husband who's retired and he plays the secretary role to a successful wife and like backs her. I yeah. Think so. I think maybe she cheats once on the road, but they go to therapy and they Ooh. work it out. And okay. they work it out. I think they stay together. Um, character, I won't say kill anymore, but character you think is the most annoying that you can't stand? Jake Hammond. Jake Hammond, yeah, it was like easy. Or her but father, but the end, the father kind of redeems himself. Jake Hammond never redeems himself. And he's like designed to be that way. Although he does, I think the only like little moment they give him is at the end when Paul Bettany wins and they shake hands. He like, you know, you, you just expect but the character really. to not even go shake his hand, but he kind of like does a face and shakes his hand like, all right, you beat me. You know, well done. Whatever. Whatever, bro. Yeah. Um, character you most relate to in this movie. Um, this is silly, but I think at the end, James McAvoy, because like the whole time he's betting against his brother, but the end yeah. he like really roots for his sibling and loves him. Yeah. I, I said was... McAvoy just for like the being the trashy youngster, like riding the coattails, like, oh, I'm annoying. Is that what you're fucking saying? Or the little boy ball boy, because I would have been like, if I was the ball boy at Wimbledon, I would have been like so. You wouldn't say Lizzie me. Bradbury. She's so like type A competitive. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Is it relatable to be like a very uh, accomplished tennis player? I don't think it's no. Just like her competitive drive. Uh, well, yeah, I think I and more being a bit than any that anyone exists in the world. So I don't think it's relatable. <laughs> okay, best best soundtrack song. I just wrote Jill's gonna say this year's love. Okay. Yeah. It, it's a movie. Nitpicks. Things that were like, this would never happen, but it's a movie. Go. Um, Heineken sponsored this movie. There's Heineken everywhere. And okay. Peter Colt drinks Heineken. Would a, even though he's like down the rankings, but would a professional tennis player be drinking beer during a tournament where he's doing so well? I think no. 
And seem like they have a glass of wine in the room with the fish and chips. And then they like fuck off to his flat after the party. All these things. I'm like, you have to be up like working out all day. And the t- the tennis ball or tennis company has that party and they go to it. I don't yeah. think like active players would go to the party. I don't think Venus or Serena go into the party during Wimbledon. Also, this is a funny, one of the only funny spoofs from IMDb that I wrote, which I liked for that was that party is on the London Eye. When Peter and Lizzie start yes. talking with them. They're at the top of the rotation. Then Peter punches Jake, and immediately after, they run out and hop into the car. However, a whole rotation of the eye takes about 30 minutes, so there's no yeah, way they would have gone. Also, not everyone from the party could fit in one pod. They'd have no. to, like, split no. up. Dumb yeah, place to have a party. Also, he gets that parking spot that close to the eye. That would never happen. Also, I don't even know if you're yeah. allowed to park there. I don't yeah. remember. It's just, like, buses going by. I don't think you could park over there between the eye and Parliament and Big Ben. And yeah, where would you, I think they said even outside that wasn't really outside the eye because there's not like parking there. It is. Think. If you go, that's by the bank. Like if you walk I know, but I, I don't remember there being spots. There's like the little like, I don't remember people parking. You walk on that bridge. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, wait, so what was your, oh, that what do you drink? Maybe he'd have a beer with buddies like one night to loosen up if he didn't have a match. He walks into I his hotel know. room and opens it Heineken. Like, no, you're having green juice. You're not. I don't think Peter Colt is because he's like, I'm going to lose in my first game. That's a my, but he's doing so well, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I wrote Betty does not look 31, but I guess he's only 32 or 33. So it's not that big of a thing of like yeah. aging someone down. Um, So they go to his house in Brighton, which Brighton is beautiful. I have to go. It's beautiful. It's all construction everywhere. Like he's yeah. re- renovating, blah, blah, blah. And then they show, like, they go around after sex and they show like their food and fruit and it's beautiful and champagne he wouldn't have edible fruit at that house he's staying at the dorchester he's not staying there yeah he wouldn't have eggs like like the fruit looks beautiful and they ate it he would not he would have old maybe mcavoy had it there for the girl he was hooking up with no no that looks so fun with the four of them it's mcavoy his buddy and the two girls are hooking up and they're like in their bras and underwear just watching soccer that looks so fun drinking champagne like yeah mcavoy's girlfriend the whole movie never changes her clothes she has the same outfit every single scene well her passion is chat rooms rule of band and she she works at the bedding box yeah that's funny she they probably only had her for one day to shoot the scenes She never. Well, she leaves that place, goes shacks up with him, and never leaves. Maybe is the implication. Well, she goes to work. My biggest issue with the scene after Brighton, and I assume you might have this on your list too. Dunstan Bettany go for is the footwear. Yes, she's at this dude's apartment. She has a dress and heels from the night before. She wears a pair of Converse that are obviously his, and like ties them around the ankles. You would not be able to run more. You would they not be like, able to run. They're like joking they're going to run 10 miles and maybe they run like four. Like no way you could be able to run A in Converse that long if they would hurt. B in ones that are that big for you. I also think she's wearing like jean shorts. I don't even know what shorts she's wearing. And her hair is down the whole time. And she definitely is not wearing a bra because A, she's Kirsten Dunst, never, never wears, a bra. wears a bra. Or B, she would not have a bra because she only has the bra that's with that dress. So she wouldn't have a bra to wear on this run. Maybe but she's so she fit and muscular anyway that if she runs, they don't like bounce, you know? Maybe that's not a problem for her. Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't know. You tell me what it's like to have small tits. Ayo! So she leaves his flat after being there for two days hookup. And she goes out the door where there's a million press because they see on the TV. Yeah. So she goes out the door 
wearing the dress that she wore two days ago. So all the press gets picture and video of her. She doesn't have a PR person that like comes with her father to like give her another outfit or like sneak her out the back door. Like she just goes looking like walk of shame. No, never. never I don't know if this was like a 2004 thing and people weren't as aware of like celebrities and athletes as we are now. But yeah, this movie really lacks knowing like the team of people that would be around a rising successful professional athlete. Like, you know, yes, I think that's part of it. I've already said this. I was like him going into the hotel room by accident. That would be a lawsuit. Like that would not happen. Also, you mentioned this before. Like if she, if he walked in on a shower, she would probably scream and be like, get out of my room. Similarly, when her and the dad are sleeping at this like house, you know, outside of London or whatever, Peter accidentally like goes into the dad's room via the window. He would wake up. He'd be like a strange man. I don't know is in my room and I'm in a foreign location. I don't care how tired you are. If someone like came in through your window while you were asleep and made like a little bit of a racket and a dog was barking you would be like yeah he would get caught yeah and it was for like the comedy but like I don't I'm very hard to wake up and I'm very groggy but I think if someone came in through my window unless they were like deadly silent and my dog was barking like nuts I would be like get the fuck out of my house like you know yeah yeah Yeah. okay um so the men's semifinal, I forget who he plays in the semifinal. Is it Tom Cavendish or is that French guy, Pierre? Whatever. It's on like the side courts. The men's semifinal wouldn't be on Wimbledon. That Center was Court. like so many of the IMDB spoofs. It was like, and and the men and women would never play at the same time, like the way his and Lizzie's match were because they were like semifinals, like all this stuff. Yeah, and like Lizzie Bradbury would always be playing on center court because she's like the top one from America. Yeah. Like they would mm-hmm. want to do it. So yeah, and the side courts look like yeah. shit, Wimbledon. Like get it together. Like the grass looks bad. You tell him, Joe. Well, they say because so many people play on it and it's like all fucked up by then. But they take good care. Like, I was surprised that they were looking a little rough. Yeah. Um, Something that I know it's like, again, just for the movie and it's supposed to be like her character. So Dunstan, you know, she says, make this shot and I'll sleep with you to serve. He does. He brings her the fish and chips. They're having like, quote, a date. He walks in and she immediately is like, I'm not hungry. And then is basically like, let's have sex right <laughs> now. And they have sex. Like, You want to get like 10 minutes maybe where you're drinking your wine and talking. It's basically like the first thing she asks him is like, how do you feel about fooling around before a match? Because I think play it a little bit cool, you thirsty bitch. Well, I think this is her MO that she hooks up with guys before her matches. So she doesn't want any of like the emotion involved. She's just like, let's get to it so I could, you know. Right. And like that's her character. She, She knows what she wants and she goes for it. It's frightening. Everyone's scared shitless. Like she's determined. But I'm like, this just seems so like it wouldn't happen. And if I was him, yeah. I'd be like, can I eat my food? I'm hungry. Like, <laughs> you know, like, give me a minute. Um, um, I wanted to mention something that has never not come up in this hour we've been discussing. So obviously yeah. they don't need it in the movie. It's unnecessary. There's so the many story about the comment. Yes, I was thinking about like, that last night, too. It like, was that just was like, so unnecessary. Love. We didn't need- I do. Again, I love this movie, but there's so many things you could cut. Like the whole like the whole parents thing. I like that. And I think it adds an element. But like you could theoretically cut it out for time. Everything with Ron, like you could cut John Favreau basically completely out of this no, movie. No, you could. I don't think he's from like a storytelling perspective. The only thing he does is tell her where she's staying and like that he's at the party, but like he doesn't really need to be there. There are a couple of scenes- comment story is so unnecessary. We don't need it at all. And it's like, no. honor. yeah, I think it was but just like a comment in the sky. I think yeah. someone who was a writer on this movie is like, they need something on the the background TV while she's in the kitchen. And someone's like, what if it's the news? And what if it's about a comment? And someone who loves astrology or not astronomy is like, let's just keep keep talking about it. But I agree. But there are other, I think you could cut the scene with him and Ron in the lobby. It's like some of this stuff with, I don't know. 
Just because I know you have to cut a lot of good stuff out of the movie. I would have liked yeah. to see them smoking in bed together. That was in the trailer. That wasn't in the movie. In the final cut. Mm, I don't. I don't want to see athletes smoking. That's true. She would never. She would never. Never. Okay. Do you have any others? Um. No, I have no other nitpicks. Yeah, mine already. How said, many like, more do you have? <laughs> no, I would say would the tennis players have coaches and not just practice partners? Like, does Serena have a coach? I wrote they wouldn't. Like, would you say I love you in like a week of knowing someone? I feel like I had others, but again, I wasn't writing down as much. Um, so we end with the moral of the story. I wrote fall in love, but also win at Wimbledon? Question mark. What's the moral of the story of this movie? I was thinking like, give it all you got on the last go around. Yeah. Like do it. So just keep winning. And that plays into his relationship with Lizzie. Like this is my shot. So I'm just going to take it and go for it. And also do you perform better when you have someone to show up for? I think so, I guess. But it could also add pressure. Like, I do like that yeah. he's like, I've never won a match that my family's been at, so I don't invite them. Like, that's something I would do. I'd be like, it's a jinx. Yeah. Like, don't show up. But then at the end, you're like, I mean, you guys will come anyway and just, like, not tell me. But, like, right. yeah, it's just funny that, I don't know. It's just funny, again, because this movie's, like, not relatable at all. It's like, you, you no. fall in but love with the hot young comes up and you win at Wimbledon, even though you're, like, 119th ranked in the world. When she comes up the stairs at Wimbledon and they just like let her sit in the aisle, which is such a fire hazard. I know um, that's another thing that wouldn't happen. Like he plays better and everyone's like, cool, look, like that's what you think of it. Like, oh, do you perform better knowing that someone's in your corner? I was just reading a book, uh, a YA book about a bisexual teen who gives love advice. Obviously, what else would I be reading? And in it, the girl falls in love with this dude and he has like a fucked up family life and his parents are always fighting at the and he's a really good swimmer and at the end she goes to one of his swim meets and she's like I can still see like how happy he gets when I come like having someone here to show up for him like he's not used to it and he's still always surprised by it and appreciates it so that's funny that I guess that is important to some people it is important yeah all right with one all right, that's spare, Wimbledon. we did it great film great job everyone if you I don't hope you cry at the end when he wins something's wrong with you and if you need to borrow the DVD, let me know and I will give it to you. Yeah, because it's not streaming anywhere. I'm sorry. Unless stars. It's on stars. If you have stars, you can rent it on Apple TV for $3.99. I can hook you up with an illegal server download if you need it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yes. Thanks all for listening. Go watch Wimbledon. See you then. See you then. Bye.